3: Hello and welcome back to the Naked Professors podcast. This is episode two in our roundtable conversation with James Haskell, Paul Doran Jones and Tom May. uh, Three men who are good friends of mine but a different kind of conversation as you might have heard from the first one. Uh, We're trying to open it up a bit. We're trying to ask serious questions about actually how we're feeling uh, and going into emotions, a bit of a forbidden subject usually when we're I guess for hanging around, it's usually kind of having a drink or something like that. And we don't tend to get into that stuff. So different conversation, really healthy, um, really enjoyed it. Great to see their vulnerability. Great to hear about um, how they actually felt in the first episode, which is the only question that we went into. Um, but yeah, so much came from it. So this one we're diving into um, a bit more about the changing room banter, um, how it is in a changing room full of uh, big, dominant um alpha I guess I don't like using the word really but alpha personalities um, what's healthy and what's not um it also talks about how it's so important that you know that it builds that camaraderie you know you a bit of joking around with each other but yeah Now people are starting to learn that people actually struggled, you know, people didn't enjoy that as much and at the time no one had any ideas so there's an element of guilt and we get into that, what's actually healthy in the changing room and what's not Um, and that leads us on to the male ego and um, how we hate to be wrong and how we hate to actually open up and talk generally as men particularly in this environment and the challenges that brings and then this massive conversation around emotions and how sportsmen as a whole are generally taught to be very constant very same so not not highs or lows but just always very very same and how that how that shows up in in day-to-day life outside and it was really interesting to hear dozer and, and tom talk about how they are very constant but then something will trigger them and it'll be a big explosion at some point and everyone's kind of looking at them going what, what why are you getting so angry about that just because they've you know, we're We're taught to bury these emotions and then they build up, they build up and something comes out. And that was fascinating for me. Um, And one of the big challenges for me in being a sportsman is that suffocating of your emotions because you're, you're you're seen as easier to manage and and, and better to perform if you're constant in your emotions rather than highs and lows. So yeah, and I found it particularly interesting around numbing in relationships that we get into. Um, Without emotions, do we really feel in, in relationships and yet love and connection is something all human beings crave. So that's a big disparity there for me. And finally, it takes us into vulnerability, which is one of my favorite subjects. I love open vulnerable conversations like this because for me it's real and that's what vulnerability is. We live in a world where we're taught to be strong and tough and at all costs and that doesn't really leave the space to be vulnerable to actually answer how we're really feeling to actually say what is really going on in our lives and that's what brings connection you're seeing people's truth seeing really all of them so i love the conversation about vulnerability especially with these guys i hope you enjoy it this is real conversation i hope Um, i hope you feel that this is real conversation Um, a little different these are three great guys enjoy the conversation I was going to ask. Do you think there's anything wrong? You know, it's a lot. It's a big part of the of the male bonding process, isn't it? For me, I remember. You know, I used to kind of feel when I could take the piss out of someone, it meant I liked them. You know, because I was comfortable enough to do it. And it is kind of a part of, of, particularly in our friendship group, that that we all know it is part of the the, the friendship. In fact, it's probably the predominantly the, the, the friendship. Right, it's, it's most the communication. So, do you think there is anything wrong with that in the changing room? That if you do sort of say got one or two problems um that are meaning I'm probably not feeling at my happiest right now. Do you think it's a problem that people then would lay into you or do you think it's just part of like male bonding and all part of the a team really environment?
1: Interesting one because it's you know and I loved that and I thrived in that. But you could see some of the guys genuinely didn't and looking back on it it was really hard for some of them who were perhaps slightly out of that or, you know, were non conformist I suppose in that sense. But and we maybe didn't give them the ability to kind of find their other way. We almost, it, you know, it was almost it could almost be a It could be a bit bullying. Do you know what I mean at times? Um, and I think, and I think that you know, it goes back to that giving them the space or the, or, or accepting that, that it, we all don't have to be the same way. But it's quite tough in a professional sport environment. That
2: I think some of what you what you say there, like it, there always seems to be one bloke at a club as well that's that stands out you know and gets an absolute pasting and then you look back now and you're just like oh my god yeah you know, how, how do we even ace a, a behave a bit like that but also say some of the things you were saying if, you know it's <laughs> it, you know eye-watering stuff but you know it's
1: not generally all aimed at similar sort of people well, um, all of it is is pretty pretty well intentioned though tommy is it i mean it's been yeah and, it, and it's it's good that we kind of verbalising it but like and it's been kind of toxified to a point at the moment like some clubs have kind of outbanned it haven't they and gone do you know what we're not having banter and I, that to me is a really sad that's the biggest thing I miss from not playing anymore is walking into the changing room somebody wearing a rascal pair of shoes you know typically yourself or Hask and you would <laughs> literally jump on them hammering. I'd be like that waiting for them to come through the door and, uh, and that would be the start of the day you know I, I crave that now I, you know and I've gone from kind of that environment to changing nappies and, and, uh, and, and sort of doing school runs. And it's, um, I, I miss that. I miss, I really miss that element. Abuse a bloke in the
2: playground to see what
4: happens. So again? <laughs> yeah, he said, he said <laughs> abuse a bloke in the playground to see what happens. <laughs> ah, what are those, your mugs? <laughs> I, I'll start crying. i tell you what, those, what's <laughs> interesting about your initial kind of question is that the, the male ego is a real thing, right, obviously. And we don't always admit it, but how often do you admit you're wrong and say and take it. Well, it takes a bit of time. I, you know, the secret to a happy life is is basically admitting to misses you're wrong if you are wrong. Even if you're not wrong, it's easier just to admit you're wrong mm-hmm. and apologise. Um, but in in a team environment, if you if you called someone out in front of everybody and said, "Listen, well, mate, I'm having it," that's where you'd struggle because somebody like you know I've made jokes before about someone and someone's gone and you know I don't want to back down. I don't be really seen to back down. It's not intentional, but I just go well. You know, I fucking said it anyway, and I, you know, whatever. If someone took me to one side, and said, "Listen, bud, could you?" I, I'm, I'm really, you know, about that kind of p- stuff. I'd take people to one side and say, "Listen, can you do this? Can you do that?" And it was interesting because not nothing to do with me, or not nothing in my chat, but a few lads I've been with uh, at, at clubs who admitted that they were very close to committing suicide, were going to commit suicide, um, and had some pretty bad thoughts, and had some addiction issues and everything else. And I sort of messaged them, and I was like. You know, why did you feel like you couldn't talk to me? And the problem is, is that I think because people think I might laugh at it, I might not take it seriously, or I wasn't necessarily the right person to do it. But, but especially when I was captain, I understand more than anyone the cognitive health of different people. But actually, being with Chloe, because she's so compassionate and sort of understanding I you know I talk a lot about I didn't realize I always talk a lot about myself but actually asking people questions and seeing how people are is, re, is really interesting and it's actually a great way if you ever want to talk with anyone just keep asking questions because people very rarely get to talk about themselves so you know how did you do that what did you feel what, It's really interesting and I actually like talking to women more now I mean obviously under a high-powered rifle in an open area well floodlit, um you know while a while wife's at my side um You know, because I think that, that, you know, it's because i spent so much time talking to men on the surface of conversation, it's actually quite nice. But I think you can have those conversations in the change room, but you can't just, in the middle of play, take your ball home and fucking walk off. You can go, listen, mate, I'm having a real tough time. Did you know that my wife's left me or something? Could you fucking just give me a a bit? And then what I would do, then go out my way to make sure he was okay. Mm, I think
3: you've touched on something really important that has, because for me... um when you when you've got trust with someone then then you can have banter with them and you can take the piss a little bit in a, in a different way to when you don't really know them and then you start taking the piss and then they don't really know where you're coming from trust is like is a really powerful thing and that it just gives you that space because if they know that they can say listen like enough now i'm actually struggling and that that that's a bit raw right now then it allows for boundaries to be made and everyone's got a license to kind of go there with each other but we you know, it's impossible to know everyone in the changing room and it's kind of the culture is just to go in and it's difficult, isn't it? It's, it's, and it, I don't really know where the answer lies. Like, like you said, does it's, it's something you really miss and it's really important. It does create camaraderie between men, but sometimes, you know, we think people are fine
1: and we think they're enjoying it and actually, you know, really they're not. And that's the issue, Ben, is that, you know, people struggle. It is fine in the right context. And I suppose when everybody's there saying it gives sort of takes it back to the top of the conversation. Oh yeah, no, I'm fine, mate. You know, instead of doing the, the, the simple thing, which would be, can you, can you drop me out of it? Cause I'm really struggling, or please don't say that to me because it really hurts me or whatever. But we really struggle with that, especially as sportsmen, you know, Tommy, Tommy talked about the, the struggle, like the compartmentalization of life. You're kind of taught to do that as a sportsman, you know, you kind of, you, you put things emotion in, into certain boxes Right. But nobody ever tells you or teaches you how to then tap into that box. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like as a good sportsman, you typically have body in the fire, ice in the uh, head in the ice or whatever they used to say. Do you know what I mean? Where your emotion, you can keep control of it. But I think that there becomes a learning process where we've suddenly got to go, actually, how do I tap into that emotion? Because without doing it, it just fills up and fills up and fills up. And suddenly one day it explodes. And whether that's these episodes that Hask's talking about or episodes that, you know, typically when I, when I lose it, I'm pretty, pretty straight and pretty calm most of the time. But when it does build up, it, it explodes, you know. And so um, that's, a real, that's a, real, uh, a real skill. And it's something that we've really got to, you know, work on as blokes. I, th-
2: I think as sports people, you have that blunted out of you. Yeah. In, in, in a way. And um, you, then you come back to normal life now suddenly you're supposed to be able to dial that up by just turning a knob. You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. That's fine on one level in that, you know, I, I come away from it, I wouldn't talk about anything, I wouldn't, you know, I just keep it up to me. It's my problem, I'll deal with it, I'll sort it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's, what, what's anything going on in my life? What, what can people help me out with? But actually, actually now you've, I probably lean on, on my parents a bit more now than I ever have done before. You know, and I just talk to them and just give them a ring or whatever it is, but like like Dozer, i i still won't I, I don't vary very much if you saw me from day to day you wouldn't know whether i'm I'm really down or really up because i'm just very constant um, but then the other week I was my back like the Hask was saying, and this is another thing that I think plays into it is that your your physical your physical um problems then Become an issue because I've got bad back. I'm put, trying to tie up my daughter's shoes. It just keep moving a foot, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm now, now I'm boiling. I'm getting re- and then I stood up and I smacked my head on the bottom of a marble. Oh. I just blew. I just, I was like, ah, and and that was it. That was me out. I wasn't shouting at anyone, but it was me venting all of my issues out that disappeared in about two seconds. But literally, you know, the three the three other family members in the house just stopped still like what the hell was that um you know and i, and I think that's but that's my problem because i don't because there's no variation then when it does vary it's like well there's some issues going on
3: totally hey tom I was exactly, That was exactly that's exactly it for me too and I, I remember um you know i almost kind of got a badge of honor when i went to uh, the early stage of my journey of personal development i remember going to, to this course and the guy said like i think he was trying to bring out some tears in me. He was trying to like, find my emotions in me because I was so sort of placid. And, uh, and he failed and he couldn't get anything out of me and it kind of you know, ruined the exercise a bit. And uh, you know, he, he just goes, Ben, I don't know what's going on with you. You're emotionally dead. You know, and I was like, yeah. You know, and kind of took it as a badge of honor. It's like, yeah, you can't ruffle me. You know, but the, the problem for me that
4: came with that. I, I reckon was, I'd have a fucking good go at it. <laughs> You're a d- different kettle of fish. I'm offering. You? I'm offering a different kind of course. What did you pay <laughs> for that? You can come around my living room, and I'll have you fucking crying in about ten minutes, Chief.
3: <laughs> you do just just talk to me generally, and you, you get me yeah, there straight yeah. away. It's
4: fine. Well, I haven't brushed my teeth either. i breathe. <laughs> <and it's laughs> right.
3: Um, but yeah, and that was the the reason it became something for me was because. You know, when I was getting into relationships, I was kind of, and I had this conversation with my brother actually, but I felt kind of just numb into the relationship. I was like there, but I wasn't, and I was dating, but I wasn't like, wow, I'm really excited about this. And I'm really feeling passionate about this, this girl. And it's really exciting. And it's like, it, you know, I started to learn that the thing with emotions are that you can't, if you're going to block out the emotions, you, you, you're not going to feel the love and the, and the, the beautiful emotions, you're generally going to block them all out. So when it came to relationships, I just wasn't feeling that much. and like that's one of the beautiful things that we can have in life is 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 falling in love and having a beautiful connection with someone but if you're not allowing yourself to feel, to experience the tough ones you're not going to feel the beautiful ones too and obviously for me it you know you, i think you will know about my challenges of sex it's like having an orgasm is like a like an amazing like a beautiful amazing powerful feeling but for my body i was just like i'm blocking all of them out because I don't think uh, as a man, it's, it's, it doesn't show me, I'm, I'm not, I didn't want to be vulnerable enough to let them, let them be seen. So that's where I really started to think, I want to start to learn to feel, I need to learn to start to feel because I'm missing out on the good bits. And my ultimate goal is to be in a, in a healthy relationship at some point and have kids and, and do all that stuff. So um, yeah, I think we, we are kind of, that, that sort of stuff is filtering in now and we are learning as men, it's not just anger that we can feel But also, you know, actually, I think deep down we all think, do you know what? I really want to have a good relationship with with my partner. I want to experience something beautiful and love my kids and really feel that to the maximum rather than constantly having to run away and get my fixes and other things. So we'll
0: be right back straight after this.
3: welcome back let's pick up where we left off so yeah i totally hear you but that, that's going to um, lead on to this word vulnerability for me because actually we've already started being pretty vulnerable for me like it's it just the nature of this conversation in in what we're sharing and um we touched before on on like a bit of changing around banter and if we went too far with it if someone sort of said listen kind of enough I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a bit um do you mind giving it a bit of a rest?" Like, then at least we'd know and we kind of go, oh, I'm sorry. Like, we're all humans. we all got good heart, right? I don't think any of us would probably go in deeper into it and go and really pick them apart. But that is a vulnerable act, right, as a, as a guy, to say to, a, to someone else, listen, like, can you give me a break? I'm struggling a bit. So instead, we just take it on and pretend, uh-huh, and kind of laugh and then go home and it's kind of a, a bigger weight, right? Because we'd rather take that and bury it and not let anyone see us than actually show up in the moment and say, listen, guys, it's a bit raw for me. I'm hurting a bit and be judged for it. So, um, but actually, um, I, like, to finish that part off, how powerful would it be in the changing room if, if there was a bit of banter and someone sort of stopped you and looked at you and said, oh, listen, like, I, you know, I appreciate that it. It's all banter. I know it's nothing serious, but I just, like, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit at the moment. I've got a few things at home and it's just a bit of a raw time. So, I'm just going to duck out of this one if you don't mind, guys.
2: I think, I think, um, so going back to what you said about the changing room, that there is an element of that when you're in a sporting environment, which, which which would help. What I do think is that you step outside of that, you learn pretty quickly that it doesn't matter who it is, someone's got shit going on that you don't know about. And, you, you know, you might just say the one thing that's, that sets them off or causes more of an issue than you want to be a cause of. Um, and I learned that pretty quickly when I, when I came out. Not You know, I didn't, I don't think, uh, maybe with does. But I didn't, you know, like I didn't, I didn't sort of say anything too far out of line that you would, you know, just, you you'd then regret what you said, but I, there's so many people with so much shit going on in their lives, no matter what it is, that none of us have got any real understanding of, A, because we don't talk about it, but B, because, well, why should we know what everyone's going through all the time? Um, but it just means you've got to be slightly more careful about how you deliver stuff. Whereas, I don't know, I, I think it would empower a changing room. I just, I don't know whether that would ever be possible to a, to a full extent. Do you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I do. i I'm just, for me, it's like communication is such a big tool and it's very different. Like, none of us want to be the Debbie Downer and none of us want to be a victim and sort of say, hey, poor me guys, leave me alone. But if we can just own the fact that, like you just said, probably everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of people in the changing room have probably got a challenge somewhere down the line in their life just to be able to say, listen, all's good. I'm not, being defined by this, this isn't how I am every day in my life, but right now it's a little bit tricky and I just appreciate a little bit of space. Is that, you know, I'm just going to duck out of this one. Is that okay guys? And owning it and not asking for sympathy or saying, poor me, but just recognizing this is, this is what, where I'm at. But it's, it's so say,
4: hard to do. I would say if you took it stage back and actually, because I think what, what Tommy says is really relevant is everybody's got shit going on. Not some people everybody and some people don't know they've got shit going on but they've got shit going on. and what so in my book i talk about the you know the fact that in sport particularly the mental side of the game is neglected so if, when i first started play plug it shovel it in it's actually copy off camera but i won't i won't go that far we are doing <laughs> some serious matters but it's available on amazon it's a bestseller don't worry um but what i would uh it's available in audiobook as well great for your mental health no uh and i talk about it and essentially they uh, if you put a hand up in a change room and said, how many people are talking to psychologists? When we first started, there'd be me. You know, in fact, me, me and Dodge in the same room. He started doing it, probably two of us. That would be, that would be it. Uh, you know, yeah, if you told someone to put these shoes on, they were going to run faster to take this supplement, they were going to get bigger. They'd do it. But if I said you can improve all areas of performance You and talk to psychologists, they, they wouldn't do it because there's a stigma. And I guarantee everybody's got something going on. I don't like the way people treat me Two, you know, I can't leave the house because I'm in reality. I'm depressed. And it's interesting because a study came out the other day that said only 10% of people who go to a doctor or a therapist and, and say they've got depression actually have the chemical imbalance in their head. The rest of us are just having a bad day and that, and, and it's the same thought process. So while, you know, we haven't just all invented depression, everyone's using it as an excuse. Everybody has depressive like symptoms even the strongest, even the rock, who appears to have the most Rolls Royce life of all time, has probably bad dates and feels bad, and he's probably got some shit going on. You know, he's probably got some mad relative that's after all his cash or something. You know, we've all got you know. So I think it's really interesting to understand that. I think as men, and as a team sport, we could probably go. Actually, we've all got shit going on. Let's let's have a bit of understanding to start with, while retaining a fun, light-hearted atmosphere. Because you know, taking the piss is a term of endearment. You know, it, and actually it brings the team closer in, in uniting and having a joke against someone. Obviously, some people are much more sensitive. You know, I was sensitive over topics around my rugby ability because that was a self-confidence issue I had and had to work on. You could call me anything, say anything about my parents, my family. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bat an eyelid. But everyone's got their sort of Achilles heel. And I think you've just got to understand that. And the problem is in the environment, once you see an area of weakness – you, it's like you see a hole in the ceiling, you're like, "Fucking no, is that leaking?" You post your finger in it, you're like, and the whole thing falls down. You can't resist it. But I think if you have a general understanding that we've all got shit going on, and we could all do with reaching out, talking to someone, male or female, and that whatever. The problem is, it might seem, you know, huge to you
1: and small to someone else, but that's irrelevant. You've got to, you've got to address it. Not like there, Jim, it's, it's culture, really. And just in the sporting environment, but extrapolating out into into our society, which is basically, look, and, and we're progressive, aren't we, as men at the minute? We're like, it's now, it's acceptable to be a stay-at-home dad. It's acceptable to be a dad. Change nappies, all those things, right? Which, which is huge growth. And rightly so, you know, I'm the biggest advocate of that. Um, And I'm the biggest beneficiary of that. But it takes an awful lot of, you know, say trailblazers or pioneers or whatever you want to call them to get us from that accepted norm, which was perhaps in our parents' day, which was dad was the provider, dad was this, dad was that, which is the same in this, you know, the parallel is in the sporting environment, which is like, it's always banter, it's always old school, it's always this, that and the other. It's like, we're moving on. And we are progressing. Now, it's not something that's going to happen overnight.
3: So there we go. <laughs> the vulnerable conversation continues. Um, beautiful, powerful for me to sit in that space and, and for the guys to answer the questions so honestly and to really, you know, let themselves be seen. Um, as Kask said, I think this this realization of that we've all got shit going on. You know, whoever you are, and as you said, there's people out there who don't even realize they've got shit going on, but they have got shit going on. That's the nature of the world. And. that's the nature of being a human being. So um, it's really refreshing for me to have a conversation like this with guys like this, um, who people can perceive have got everything all sorted. Everything is great and there's no fear in it. They must be so happy all the time because they've done this and they've played for England and lived all these dreams. But no, the reality is everyone's got shit going on. And uh, that brings a whole heap of challenges. So really refreshing. For me, really powerful to have that conversation. I love men like this talking in this way. So to sit in that space and to share it with these guys, I'm just grateful for them showing up. and and expressing all these truths. So guys, thank you very much, round two. We'll be back next week, round three. Um, We dive a little bit deeper into all this stuff more. We go into vulnerability uh, a little bit deeper. We look at the difference between being vulnerable and being a victim and a changing room and how that can help and how that can show up. and yeah, more of the same, more more real talk, so hope you can join us next week, uh, we'd love any help in, in sharing this conversation If I know we've, we've had some feedback from, from various people saying uh, generally men, saying how beautiful it is and powerful it is for them to hear men like this talking in the way they are because they didn't really think that these conversations happen or men like this do feel in the way that these guys express so if you want some of your friends to hear it, if you want to share to try and I don't know offer a different attitude in a rugby changing room then please feel free to share um we'd love it we'd love to spread the message far and wide if you want to rate review um, and subscribe to to the podcast we'll be back next week we'd love support we'd love more people to see it so thank you for any help you're offering um we're the naked professors podcast on instagram and i'm the naked professor on instagram if you want to follow us there in the meantime enjoy your week enjoy the freedom we're out of lockdown the run-up to christmas is definitely happening Get your Christmas shopping done and uh, let's have more real talk. Someone asks how you are, you know, tell them straight and own where you're at. It's liberating. Thanks for listening and hopefully see you next week.
0: Hold up.